Our next uh, guest is uh, David. He goes by Latinos for Liberty. You can follow them, uh, follow him, oh, them, <laughs> follow him over on Twitter at uh, Lat for Lib. Is it Le- uh, at Latinos for Lib? The number four. Excited to talk to him about uh, guns, libertarianism, uh, culture, immigration, things like that. Let's get the man on in here in the room. got to click join yo hey how you doing man hey david how's it going thanks for coming on oh thanks for having me things are things are good good how are things going with you pretty good man have you done live streams before i mean i heard you on Clint's, yeah, Clint's here show. And there. Okay. yeah here and there okay um yeah. have you wh- whose shows have you done if you don't mind um, me asking i've done uh, liberty lockdown yeah um i've done um i was on one recently with martha bueno and um um wow it's really sad that I can't. Yeah, think I'm of like the putting name. you on the spot. It's all it, it's all good. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> friends with Clint. Clint Clint's been on the show about three times, and uh, we've had some good okay, discussions. Great. And I'm a I'm a former libertarian myself. I guess I cl- classify myself as more like a right winger now at this point. Okay. But you know, so I you know I wanted to get you on to talk about guns, some culture stuff, and things like that. So um, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was going to ask this later, but I, I remember seeing a tweet from you uh, a couple a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but I just yeah. want to get your your take uh, like on camera. Uh, what? Uh, how do you feel about the the word Latinx or <laughs> Latinx or whatever? Uh, I think it's a really stupid word. Honestly, I think it causes a lot of division because there's a lot of resistance to the word. You know, and it's like uh, the people pushing this word are like like the people that I just really really dislike. You know, yeah. so like the, the only like I posted like a meme about it um, not too long ago that kind of went semi viral. And um, everyone who had a problem with that also has a problem with free markets. They have a problem with guns. They have a problem, you know, pretty much everything that I stand for. So there's a very particular type of person that's pushing this on the Latin community. And it's not very well received, you know. Of course, like amongst the the transgender and even the LGBT, you know, the rest of the LGBT um, that are within the Latin community, they're, they're more open open to, you know, accepting it. But by and large, you know, most people are just not willing to to, uh, you know, change their language and their lingo um, just, you know, because they're being told to. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, yeah. It kind of feels yeah. like it's being forced. I'm, I'm definitely not in favor. You will never hear me uh, <laughs> saying let's Latinx or things, however the hell it's pronounced. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with that because, you know, it was interesting before you came on, we were just going through, you know, some, some Twitter threads, which I don't really go through that much on stream, but since we were waiting, we we're just getting into just the replies. And as you know, you know, the replies or any comment section beca- can become a total dumpster fire. So fast, <laughs> you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yes. what do you think? What do you think? You, you talk about these people are are unlikable. I completely agree. Like the woke crowd or the, mm-hmm. you know, some people call them liberals or whatever, but that's a a loaded word or whatever. Um, what do you think right. is wrong with these people? I I think they're kind of like traumatized, or they they think with pure emotion, or they 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 definitely don't have a good grip on words because they they're constantly making up words and re- redefining terms 
after right. they've said them and calling you the problem. But what do you right. think? And I also call this um, the people that are really bad, like the people in power. I call it the evil, lying, mm-hmm. and dumb spectrum. And they, they all yeah. fa- <laughs> fall somewhere on there. But what do you yeah. think is wrong with the people that, that can't – they can't even define – yeah, the people we're talking about. What do you think is their like, like condition or whatever? Oh, man. That's a that's a hard one because, um, man, there's even people like this in my own family. And I – I struggle to come to terms with what the hell is wrong with them. You know, it's just like uh, they just want to delegitimize everything that exists. And, you know, I can kind of get on board with certain things, you know, because certain things I want to delegitimize too, um, particularly in government, Um, you know, just as far as, you know, what their role is, things like that. But they want to go beyond that. They want to go into everyone's personal lives and, and force you into conformity. You know, which is completely against everything that I'm for, man. If if I I don't I don't know what's wrong with them. I do know that they're a bunch of big babies in my eyes, <laughs> and um, you know, it's, I don't know if it's just like the spoiled generation that you know I'm unfortunately part of, or or what it is, man. But uh, I don't know the the the, the kid, the, and you know, it's mostly like a younger crowd, and these kids that are that are growing up, they're just different, man. I, I don't I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah. But something's wrong with them. Maybe yeah. it's the technology. <laughs> yeah, know. it's something. They and need I mean, some more yeah. oxygen and go outside and play, you know, like normal kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and it's yeah, it might it's it's so hard to figure out. And I think that um I don't know if you if you're religious or you you believe in God or whatever, but um mm-hmm. I think that you we kinda don't get to know because you know, it would require a mind reading device and I think that will right. never be invented because right. it's <laughs> you would have to know because there's an element of people lie to themselves. And right. how do you – if a person will never admit it and they don't know they're lying, they don't think they're lying, but they still are lying, it's it's yeah. like a mental block that you'll never figure out. And I think it's almost you know, trying to play God or you know, right. get to – it's almost yeah. – you, you, a person can't be all-knowing. That's what the creator is or whatever you, you believe in. I, it's right. like – so it's kind of – it's yeah. it's fun to speculate, but you can't you, – I don't think we get right, to actually right. know. And, and I do believe in God. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not like, I wouldn't call myself like religious. Um, but I am cause I do have, there are strains of things that I do that definitely are religious. Um, but when I see these ideologues walking around, like these far left wing ideologues walking around, that's what I see. I see a fanatical religion, you know, um, their God is a different God. You know, it's definitely not anything metaphysical or, or anything spiritual, like their God is like literally the state, you know? Um, So uh, that's what I see, man. And and even from my own walk in libertarianism, listen, I'm talking like if I'm in a religion, my own walk in libertarianism, (laughs) but um, (laughs) me as a libertarian, I try to kind of not take on that, that image myself. I don't want to be an ideologue because life is not black and white, you know? And uh, I kind of, I look at these people and I learn from them. I learn what not to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, just as you're talking, it it came back to me that your interview with Clint, you did talk a little bit about about religion in that. Right. Um, so yeah. what, I, so you you know you you believe in God, um, do, but you don't have a do you have a specific denomination or like do you, are you a Christian? Like what is if you had to if you had to pick one, what would your religion be? Um. Wow. If I had to pick one, that'd be tough because my family is actually Jewish. Which, wow, you know, I remember that. Are, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> interesting. Like, How is that even that, possible? Yeah, I'm like, you know? skirt? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, but there are Christians in my family, you know, so not the entire family is like, you know, has embraced that identity. Um, it's, it's just more so like everybody on my dad's side, you know. 
um, they, that's kind of what they were raised with, you know. So uh, wow. they just went like full all in Judaism, you know. So they converted. Uh, so they converted. I, uh, so that's what I would. I would. Uh, so sorry, I just oh, have a question. Yeah. So full they're they're not like ethnically Jewish. You're, you're f- like full Latino, but they converted to Judaism, or did they marry? And how did that whole it's, you know um, how, how it worked? So it, it kind of it kind of does tie into the Spaniard side of, of you know Latin America because you know Latin America is like Spaniard indigenous sure. you know some African um, so my family they're very indigenous looking actually <laughs> you know you wouldn't tell by you couldn't tell by looking at me um, because my mom my mom uh, is, is 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 white you know like she's nothing like my dad my dad is indigenous so uh, amongst Latin America you know you have the people who are white you have the people who are indigenous. And you have, um, you know, the African influence as well. You have some people that are pure African. Um, so on the European side, the Spaniard side, um, there is, you know, and, and there's like a whole history in, from 1492 with the Spanish Inquisition um, where the Catholics were kind of forcing the Jews out of Spain. You know, Spain was like the second home to, to Jews outside of, um, outside of Israel. So um, it mixed in there, there's like a whole bunch of remnants of Jewish people that are sprinkled around Latin America here and there. So it is very possible that my family is ethnically Jewish. Um, that is certainly the identity that they take on themselves. It's as if they were ethnically Jewish. Whether we are or not, you know, I have no. Wow. I do, but I, but I do, I do um, appreciate Judaism very much. Mm. Uh, and, and it is like when I, when I, you know, like I have my times where I'm like, you know, I'm going to clamp down and, you know, trying to get closer to the creator. Usually it's through Judaism uh, that I do that. Wow. That's fascinating. So it's, um, I think <laughs> we've had a, yeah, that's crazy. I've never met a Latino guy that was Jewish. That's, have you <laughs> met, have you met other yeah. ones outside of your family? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's actually um, very what? common. Yeah. <laughs> wow, when we go to like, mind, we go <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, when like I'm going to El Salvador next month and, and when we go, we go to a synagogue out there. You know, because I go out there to visit my grandma, and so we all go together and all that. It's crazy. But, like, yeah, if you even look like Mexico, like, I think Mexico has one of the biggest Jewish communities in Latin America. Um, It's insane. A lot of people don't really know this because it's not big. You know, it's not like Catholicism down there. Catholicism is, like, everything down there. Um, Yeah, man. So, But uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. So, question. Okay. So, do you – you know, and so, I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, I'm just like a curious guy or whatever. And I'm just wondering stuff yeah. like, do you identify, do you identify, this, I've always wanted to ask um, people from uh, South America and also other parts of the world, do you identify as brown? Like, how do you feel <laughs> about the word brown? Uh, I don't identify as brown because like, if you look at my skin, it's not brown. Yeah. You know, I'm closer to you than I am closer to right. brown. Yeah. Um, if I look at my, you know, my dad, he can legit say I'm brown. Because <laughs> you know, he is yeah. the color brown. You know, um, I don't identify with the word. And it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really capture what Hispanics are. Because yeah. as I mentioned, there's white Hispanics, black. There's even Asian Hispanics, you know. Like, it's crazy. I remember the first time I went, like, I think it was to Costa Rica. And I went to the to the Chinese store and everybody's speaking Spanish. Like, I don't know why that blew my mind, but they were all Asians and they were all speaking Spanish, you know? So it, there, there are a lot of Asians that are taking root in Latin America and they are considered Latinos, you know? Like, of course, they're like Asian Latinos, but they are Latinos. So, um, you know, amongst all of Latin America, I mean, the, 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 the main base of Latin America is a mixture of Spanish, indigenous, and African blood, depending on where you are in, in Latin America. And so... 
I don't I don't think that brown really captures everything. You know, yeah. uh, brown is just one kind of Hispanic. You know? Right. Yeah. And I, I always thought that um, that, you know, you got if you say, I mean, you know, forgive me, whoever, you know, is listening in China or whatever. But if you take like the colors, like there's red, brown, yeah. yellow, black, white, you know, to mm-hmm. me, I always thought the worst one or like the least useful one was brown. Like what they'll yeah. say that people will be like the El Paso shooter wanted to kill brown people. And then they'll also yeah, say yeah. that Dick Cheney wants to kill brown kids in the Middle East. Yeah. Like, dog, yeah. that, that, that is a ridiculous yeah, they have nothing in common as far I mean, as far right, as ethnos right. and things like that. I'm like, what? This yeah. word is bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah, and I've been guilty of using that as well, um, brown kids. Because yeah, you're right. I mean, like that could be applied to people in India, you know, people yeah. in the Middle East, people right. in South America, yeah, people in the United States. You know, there yeah. are African Americans who are light skinned and they're brown, right? You know, yeah. so yeah, it's it's too vague a word because you know, like. There's like white and there's black and then brown is like the gray area. Yeah, the brown area. So many things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's interesting. So you're from El Salvador, or your mm-hmm. heritage from there? Were well, you, yeah, you my born in America. Yeah, you were born, born in America. Here. Yeah, you're born here. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I got you. So it, it said I saw a couple of your tweets where it said that you, um, you you were raised Democrat. And then you became yeah. a Republican. You said that mm-hmm. you fell in love with the Constitution and you realized that yeah. neither party is was kind of about liberty. I definitely right. tend to agree. I, well, you know, one of the reasons I became, you know, kind of drifted away from libertarianism is I realized that, I mean, I think it's pretty provable that liberty is not the highest moral at all because mm-hmm. it's it really you really have to say liberty to do what? I mean, if it's liberty to act morally, then that's moral. Mm-hmm. But in that sentence, you've placed something above liberty already, and that's morality. That'd be virtue, mm-hmm. acting right, or, or whatever. But why don't you just go through your, your path of, you know, Democrat, discovering the Constitution, Republican, and then – and, and in that, are you, are you like an, an ANCAP? Are you in, like full-on abolish the government? Are you minarchist? What's your – why don't you just explain uh, your whole process and in that – See, this is – this is where um, I'm just like, you know, I see I see these these people on the far left and they're like complete walking ideologues. Like you can talk to one of them and you can talk to another one of them and they will say the exact same thing. I try not to strip my individuality from myself, um, you know, in that manner, because I don't feel like an ideologue. I don't want to be part of any type of religion or anything. Yeah. Um, so I do, I am not scared of anarchist solutions to problems. And I am not scared of um, some certain solutions that involve the state, especially as it comes to compromising where, where we're at now and to where we could be in a better situation with that, that I would argue is a better situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, to me, I, my ideology might be like, okay, like on this, um, you know, topic, I would like to completely remove the government, but this is my, um, you know, this is my compromise. This is, I believe, would at least increase the freedom for more people, and um, and it would be acceptable to me. So, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I could say I'm ANCAP, but I'm not like a hardcore, like you know, it has to be this way or nowhere at all type of ANCAP. Okay, so, but, but, you know, if, do you think that government is immoral? And uh, in many situations, I, I do believe it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So just any any time that it, there's a monopoly on force in a locality mm-hmm. that um, uses coercion to enact their their means, you think that's it, it depends. It really depends on on, on what we're talking about yeah. because uh, force is necessary, you know, yeah. and 
And in order to preserve peace, you, there are such situations where force is absolutely necessary. And I'm by no means against force. I'm by no means against violence. Yeah. Um, uh, because in order to keep them, maintain the peace, you have to, you have to, you know, maintain the peace. Uh, it's funny. Like um, I, I was, I was looking at somebody break down the word peace, like in Hebrew, like Shalom. And it means to get rid of chaos, you know, to, to, to pretty much like annihilate chaos. And and, and I guess like that is what, um, what we strive to do, like, you know, uh, for me, I don't know why it's saying we, what I strive to do is find like that balance where like, you know, there, there's, there's chaos here and there's order and we need to find a balance um, mm. that kind of, uh, to me, uh, liberty might not be the highest value, uh, but I believe that it is, that it is up there, yes. you know, because morality is certainly, uh, a, a, I, I would argue is a better, uh, a higher value than liberty itself, just because in a free society, you're really relying on morality to kind of guide, you know, the people. You know, and uh, so like when I think of liberty, I don't think like, okay, I want everybody to just be Satanist. Like, no, like now from a religious standpoint, I'm like, no, now this is where the religions have to get on the ground and start spreading their gospel or spreading their religion and and convert the people that they want to convert. You know, to me, that that would be spreading uh, pretty, uh, I would just say like um, moral principles amongst the people. Mm. But yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable with governments being that morality in many situations. Of course, like, you know, against murder, rape, you know, child um, prostitution or, or anything child yeah. sexual related. Yeah. I'm completely, completely in favor of uh, government stepping in and saying, like, no, like, I'm not part of that, that crazy faction of some libertarians that they want to blur the lines between adult and child. I'm not that kind. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, there, there are... Um, undoubtedly situations where force is necessary and even if government is the one administering that force uh, i'm okay with it right yeah that's yeah that, that's definitely an answer i respect yeah and that's I, you know i don't i don't really I, i've never really had met i've had a ton of libertarians on um and some high profile ones i think i mentioned some in in our first dm together or something like that and i usually mm-hmm would not reach out to a one of those libertarians that had, if they if they wanted to debate something like that like age of consent or you know like just like you know I don't know. I don't even know what the, those people got something wrong with them too. Like, 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 yeah, I, I don't, I yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I got that vibe for sure. I mean, I here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a, a, a hypothesis that I've been talking about lately. I want to see what you think. Um, I have mm-hmm. said that, Essentially, because you, okay, you, you're on Twitter. There's the whole fire up the wood chipper crowd. You know, they're they're essentially right, right. like pro vigilante <laughs> yeah. justice for the most disgusting people in society. Mm-hmm. And now I see where they're coming from, right. and I and I I don't mm-hmm. think a good man doesn't entertain that notion. Frankly, you know, like like right, I, I think right, you know, right. there's the, you know <laughs> if something's happening to the weakest in society, especially like a sexual yeah. way, it's like I don't think a good mm-hmm. person. Isn't like, yo, that person's just got to go. Um, but right, right. I, my hypothesis is that once you open up the door to vigilante justice, you kind of open it up to all kinds of vig- vigilante justice and pure subjectivism. And to me, therefore, there's only two legitimate forms of violence from the state and defensive. Um, right. Do you think there's any le- like legit vigilante justice um, like, how? What do you think about my my conclusion? And how do you feel about that? 
Oh man, there might be there. there there's absolutely got to be merit to what you're saying. Um, because you know, if you support vigilante justice here, you got to support it there. Uh, there are some situations where maybe it's just my carnal, my carnal state where I'm just like, this is what we need to do, you know. Um, to be honest, I probably would be the the, the one exacting vigilante justice on someone, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, you know, like I would hate for like, you know, these crazy ideologue communists uh, walking around to feel the same way. And, you know, I don't know, exact vigilante justice and somebody who's not saying the tinks. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, that, would be, yeah. that would be crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, and that's uh, so why I was having. That's a tough one, yeah, man. it's tough. I mean, I was having this conversation with a friend where I was like, you know, I, in that way, in a weird way, I hate saying because I'm pro liberty. I mean, I'm a Second Amendment absolute. Mm-hmm. I actually don't like the Second Amendment because it doesn't go far enough. It's vaguely worded. Mm-hmm. It should just be like, dude, all guns for everybody all the time. Yes, you know, and yes, yeah, absolutely. and and so I, I was just like, in a weird way, I, I so weird that I even say if if you would have told me i'm saying this out loud a year and a half ago when i was a libertarian i'd be like what is this dude talking about in a weird way i fear the mob more than the state because the mob mm-hmm. can just like you just said they could just chop chop your head off for not using a pronoun bro yeah because to them words is violence yeah. so you know like to them like it merits violence in response you know yeah. like that's a wacky wacky way of looking at things <laughs> but hey man like that's that's why i have my second amendment man for yeah. crazies like that yeah um, because who knows, man? Who knows? It's only going to get worse. I hope not, but yeah. it feels like it's only going to get worse. It's I think get worse so too. Before it gets yeah. So wh- what uh, what state do you live in? Um, right now I'm in New Jersey. Okay. Um, I'm, in, I'm kind of like transitioning. Um, I was living in Maryland for a job, and uh, I moved from Philadelphia. So my plan was to go back to Pennsylvania, but as a homeowner. I wanted to secure a home. And um, yeah, when I was going through that home, home like like that process of home, um, buying a home, I realized like now is not the time that I want to actually buy a home. I even asked that question on Twitter, like, is now a good time? And like, you know, it, it's a seller's market right now and um, it's just not possible. So I'm staying with family um, probably just for another month and uh, then I'll be moving to PA. And I might, depending on the, what the market is looking like, uh, I'm probably going to be renting. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm in New Jersey. This is, this is actually where I became a gun owner and this is where I realized I need to get the hell out. That's why I actually moved to PA because there's like way better gun laws in in Pennsylvania. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's my goal. My goal is in a month from now to be over in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's, it's funny how Pennsylvania is, is one of the better, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I've seen this quote a couple of times that there, there, there's no such thing as blue States, only blue cities. Mm -hmm. And because right. if you if you leave any even California, man, if you get out 30, 40 minutes outside of any city, it's as red mm-hmm. as can be. Even yeah. Jersey. I mean, Jersey's got some mm-hmm. really red counties. But yeah. having said that, of the blue states, Pennsylvania seems to be one of the better ones. A lot of farmland, oh, yeah. a lot of based people, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. And um, the way that their <clears throat> state laws are written, the cities can't override them. So, like, you know, the, the mayor of Philadelphia he wants to ban AR-15s from Philadelphia, but he can't do that because he can't override state law. You know, and, uh, and Philly's the only city in um, the entire state where you can't open carry a weapon um, because it's considered like a, a, a division one city because they have more than a million people. But once you get out of Philly, everything changes. Like you see open carrying everywhere. 
you know so yeah. it's 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 really interesting that's good yeah i mean i, mean, I believe yeah. that you know there, there are blue cities but blue states not so much yeah i mean so th- that's interesting what you just said i didn't know that about about pennsylvania but you know when you think of a libertarian or whatever you you mostly think of you know decentralization mm-hmm. um not wanting top-down control but that's an example of of good top-down control like that's why i i've actually um thought about it a lot like the idea of a monarchy because what if he's a good mm-hmm. king like like if what if what if there was king trump and you know he was just like no more second amendment automatic weapons are are for everybody you know like that would be an example mm-hmm. of like a libertarian king which is almost the op- mm-hmm. opposite of of liber- like what do you think about top down libertarianism which which thing it kind of doesn't make sense because true libertarians, mm. the real libertarian, all, all three of them on Twitter want to abolish abolish the state. Uh, but what do you think about that? Right. Specifically, Pennsylvania, like you know, your governor acting above and doing something good for liberty. <laughs> I, I honestly never uh, never really considered the thought of top down libertarianism, except in the fa- in the sense that I believe that decentralizing the government is top down. Uh, libertarianism because it starts at the top, you know, and you're returning power to the local governments. Um, but maintaining the power at the top, I mean, that's good. It, it, like you said, in a, in, in a monarchy, you know, if, if you have a whole like family line of libertarians or whatever, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose that'd be good. Um, but in, in like where we're, where we're at right now in a democracy where people come and go, you know, it would be cool when our guy is in power, but then once like somebody who I don't agree with gets in power, it would right. you know maybe totally opposite end of the spectrum. You know, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it would it wouldn't feel so well. In in a kingdom, you know, yeah, I mean that would be great, but you know, yeah. what are the odds? You got to worry about his <laughs> kid. somebody wielding yeah. all that power and not using it. Yeah, true, true that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but you know, what do you? I'm sure you saw this David Chipman testimony. Uh, you know, talking about banning AR- AR-15s, like, what's your opinion on uh, the ATF in general and, you know, David Chipman saying that, you know, th- that guy's ridiculous. He wouldn't even answer a freaking question. They never do. But what's your opinion on that whole Yo, thing? That fucking goblin, man. <laughs> Yo. We say goblin Yo. all the time on this program. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yo, he like legit looks like a freaking no, goblin. He looks, he looks like, like an inbred, like, Royal Kennedy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. But I, I'm on, I'm of the position to abolish the ATF. Yeah. Like you said, you're a Second Amendment absolutist. I would consider myself one as well. Yeah, yeah. So and so, you think that? The, what do you? What's your stance on then? Uh, this is a debate we have over here from time to time. You know, like, do you think? Like, there's a lot of felonies that shouldn't be felonies, right? There, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming right. you're, you're not a fan of the drug war. I'm not either. Right. Um, so right. if you take away f- felonies that you think shouldn't be felonies, but just stuff like violent crime, you know, mm-hmm. rape, assault, murder, and things like that, do you think that mm-hmm. they should be able to, um, to have guns? Um, I, believe, I believe that if you serve your time. And yeah, you that's, that was going to be my society. question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you pay your debt to society, um, once you come out of prison and you go home to your family, that you have a right to protect your family from from evil. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't sound like a uh, you know it doesn't sound practical to a lot of people because they're like, why are you going to give guns to somebody who's a convicted murderer? But 
at the end of the day, it's not only just him. If, if, especially, you know, these are usually men to begin with. If, uh, if it's a man who's the protector of his home, I'm never going to be in favor of stripping away a family's protection um, just because the, the man of the house has a, a prior conviction that he, in which he paid his debt to society. Okay. And so I've actually never asked someone this. I just thought of this. What if they get bailed out, they get arrested, bailed out, mm-hmm. and in the time from them getting bailed out and going to trial for like, you know, during that time? I would say uh, he hasn't been tried yet. Yeah. Um, so you're an absolutist. Yeah. 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 I believe in due process. So if he hasn't been tried yet, I would say that he has that right. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it, it is definitely the t- type of stuff we we mess with over here. Just like trying thought experiments and philosophy, right? And, right. You know, hypotheticals. Because on one hand, yeah, hypotheticals are just like fun, it. man. They're fun because you're not. We're not yeah. like it's it's fun not being government because we're not waving right. the wand and and throwing anyone in a box. Mm. We just get to talk about it and stuff. So yeah, interesting. Right, yeah. Right. For me, it would depend on the crime, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. I want some people to have no liberty, dude. I want some people – like like, it's just – I want some people to have no – but also that's why I'm you know, very lenient on some things. But I'm on on other things, I'm just very pro-death penalty. Like I'm just very pro the state erasing certain people. And none of it would be a pronoun or speech or thought. Or anything like that. It would just be like filth, mm-hmm. like like right, like right. serial unrepentant rapists and murderers. I just think right. there should like if they're proven and especially if there's video evidence and stuff that they should be no death row. Really, it should be like a couple months, man. Like read them their rights, give them right, a chance right. to repent, give them their f- yeah. dinner, and then <laughs> you gotta just get rid of them. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, I, gra- I grapple with the thought a lot because, you know, everybody knows there are people that undoubtedly deserve the, the death penalty, you know. And um, and even when, when I because me as a gun owner, when I see mass shooters, this is something that like that makes my, my blood boil because, you know, it's it's the people who are after our guns that are pointing at, that, at those situations and they're painting like, the whole of gun owners with that capability of doing something that evil. See, to me, when I get into my carnal state of thinking, you know, I'm like, what I believe is that we should tie that dude up to a stake and let all of the affected family members just open fire on his bitch ass, you know, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, and, and, you know, but if it's the state that is administering that, I mean, like, Uh-oh. Put, that, put that dude to sleep, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you cut out for a second, but we got the gist. I heard you say I heard you say put that dude to sleep. Like, yeah. Maybe the ATF <laughs> maybe the ATF like censored you mid uh mid thought or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that I think, you know, um anti anti death penalty absolutists, there's something really weird there. Like again, mm. it's I get it if it's your logical thought, but but like if it's your logical conclusion of like the state is violence and that's immoral, mm-hmm. why would we – especially when there's people that have been wrongly convicted and things like that. But the idea is if it's on like video and you know he did it, like if you don't have that you know, righteous judgment type shit going mm-hmm. on, it's a little, it's a right. little weird. I, I kind of think that, that ant, really staunch anti-death penalty – they're, they're kind of like sus, dude. They're kind of like – I'm like what's, <laughs> what's going on here? 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try not to be an absolutist on, on certain things, um, you know, for certain things. Yes, of course. Like, you know, like guns. Yep. Um, but when it comes to, um, uh, you know, those contentious uh, debates, um, I, I just don't believe that life is just black and white enough. And I know I, I know the arguments like they say that innocent people get put down to death. But this is where my mind starts moving. I'm like, OK, but what if we have like the confirmed people like on camera massacring you know a whole entire store like we know for a fact that this guy did it i'm like let let the state kill him man or or let me kill him (laughs) let somebody kill him (laughs) yeah yeah and also you know we've had definitely people in the chat saying that there should only be because there's a whole thing of taxpayers are paying for prison right Mm. and you know that's not i don't think that's righteous when they're paying for a person that's not going to repent that he's just a right. sicko. Um, yeah. People of my live chat have definitely said like three. There's three types of punishment: fines, whippings, and death. <laughs> like mm. no prisons at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, we're like cracking up over here talking we're talking <laughs> about like it's because it's kind of uncomfortable and shit, you know. Um, but but yeah, I mean, what do you do? You, I don't know. Like, I guess we could talk about the drug war a little bit. I mean, do you think the drug war should be essentially ended? You know, do you think that, I mean, most libertarians do, but do you think that like people dealing like dealers and things like that, people that are like really affecting communities and stuff, should that still be a law as far as you're illegal uh, in our present situation? Like, where do you stand on that? Um, Yeah, I I would say yes. I I, I would be in favor of ending the drug war altogether. Mm. Um, because I, I don't I don't see really any benefit to um, keeping it going. Um, and, you know, when you compare the drugs that are illegal with the ones that are legal, I mean, people are getting messed up whether it's legal or not, you know. And so, like, the state's drugs are no better than the drugs that are illegal and, you know, are in, on the black market. Um, so I, I think that, to me personally, uh, part of freedom is the freedom to do with your body what you please, you know. Um and it's not an endorsement saying like do this, you know, do drugs, you know. Same thing, like you know, like me, I'm, I, I am, uh, uh, cons- like I, I, I don't want to say I'm a conservative because that means so many different things to yeah. so many people. Um, but my personal lifestyle, like if you were to monitor me, um, you would think that for the most part I am a conservative person, you know. So when I say end the drug war, uh, I'm not saying you know go out and smoke some crack. You know, or if I say, you know, um, and and this is one of the things that I never talk about is um, prostitution um, being legal. I never talk about it, um, but that doesn't mean that I think that I'm against the legalization of it. I'm against, you know, people prostituting themselves. Yes. I don't think that it warrants them going to to jail over it or being fined or things of that nature Um, just because of how stupid it is, you know, like. There's people that are doing porn and it's like if you get it on camera and you pay the person and like all of a sudden it's legal. I think it's kind of crazy. Um, mm. So uh, when it comes to drugs, I take that same approach. Um, I, I don't think that you should be thrown in a cage for consuming drugs, um, you know, and that's not an endorsement on, on doing drugs, you know, depending on what, what it is. You know, mm. I, I don't care. I mean, I don't care what people do, honestly. Um, you know, me, myself, I stay away from percent of them like it's literally i'm 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 so basic you know as far as a uh, libertarian goes it's going to be only 420 for me Mm. you know and um and that's the extent of it for me um so i I speak of it from that point of view just because i think especially for marijuana it's extremely stupid because um yeah i don't i don't see i I don't i don't you know even if you want to 
but like compared to other drugs, I mean, I, you just have totally different outcomes. You don't have people like, you know, breaking into your car and stealing your radio so they can go buy marijuana. Like, it's not that type of drug, you know, it's not like heroin or, or things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's, that's when I, when I argue against it, I always have my own personal, uh, you know, the way it affects me, um, in mind, but on a grand scale, like I believe across the board, like, you know, just how I have the freedom to consume marijuana, if I choose, I believe that anyone should have the freedom to do that. Um, you know, with, with any drug. Yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely wrestle with this one in my mind a lot. I totally agree with you on weed. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. it's time to just make mm-hmm. this shit legal and, or at least like, like, decriminalize or something. I mean, that has never yeah. harmed anyone. I mean, well, it hasn't harmed in the way that like the non-aggression principle is understood. I mean, right. I, right. you know, I think that there is a argument for the slippery slope. I mean, I was told when I was a kid that, that it was a gateway mm-hmm. drug. Then I spent about 10 years thinking that was complete BS. But at the end of the day, once you accept being in an altered state of mind, it, it, it can lead you to like to the slope is real, but also it's a bit of a fallacy. But having said that, weed should be there. And then people could totally bring up that versus alcohol and they would have a point, a total point, because if, if right. uh, bottom line, if, if alcohol is legal, weed should be legal, you know, or right, you just right. get rid of both and we just be a Puritan state or whatever. But but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I definitely wrestle a lot with um with dealers, like I truly do think that, you know, crack dealers, heroin dealers, pill, pill mills and stuff like that are mm-hmm. kind of do destroy communities. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely wrestle. Well, I barely wrestle. I, I do. I see the arguments about what you would call, you know, sex, l- light scale sex crimes. Like, mm-hmm. I do think that I do want to ban porn. Or some mm-hmm. sort of regulation mm-hmm. where it's because like the the sexual morals in our society are really bad and it's so permissive. And, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons I, I make fun of libertarians all the time or, uh, because they're mm-hmm. there's I mean, dude, I don't know. There's like a, a pro tatted up pro sex prostitute on the, the Louisiana like chair or something like that, you know, I, you know, like stuff like, you know, like I get it. Like I, it's cool that you're like a social, let's just say social conservative. I know that that, you know, doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, but dude, I mean, I'm just saying we mm-hmm. can't be having no female tatted up sex workers, like calling the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, and I was, <laughs> and I was a hippie and fa- down with this stuff in my early twenties. But now I'm just like, come mm-hmm. on, bro. We can't have no like septum pierced, like, you know, five baby daddies, you know, type thing going on. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. especially, especially I saw, I, I yeah. wrestle with it or whatever, but anyway, um, it's, it's just an interesting thing. Cause like Liberty, po- like politics is how we allocate power. And when you do that, it's like, there's going to be forced violence and there's going to be mistakes and it's an, and it's going to be an endless debate. Like no one's going right, to really like right. solve it or, or whatever. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, immigration uh, before we get out of here in, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But before we d- talk about that, how do you feel about the LP? I mean, specifically like, I don't know if you've looked into the whole Dave Smith Mises caucus takeover of the whole thing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, how do you feel about the LP um, pre Mises caucus takeover, and now that they're trying to do their thing, I'm sure you're not like a fan of Nicholas Sarwak or whatever. Um, right, but, right. But yeah. So how do you um, feel yeah, about that because, whole thing? Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I do like like the the woke crowd being kind of pushed to the side in the Libertarian Party. Um, I haven't been so invested in in the party's politics um, because I have 
you know, if I were actually going to become a politician, I would actually care about like those type of things. Um, but man, as I get older, more and more, I just care less and less about all of that, all of the politics that are going on in these parties. Um, but I will say, like, you know, the, the people that are taking over the LP, um, I find myself to be more on board with them than the old um, type of leadership. Um, the old type of leadership kind of strikes me as just kind of like appeasing to the woke crowd. And um, it's just, you know, it's not it's not my it's not my people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the woke crowd is not who I am yeah. attached to because the woke crowd is not about liberty. You know, they're completely antithetical to um, principles of liberty. Maybe in some ways they are pro-liberty, um, but the liberty that I'm in favor of is, is much different, and it doesn't involve, um, you know, screaming at people who say the wrong words or, you know, trying to be actively anti-racist, things like that. Um, <laughs> I think it's crazy. Like, like to me, like, I'm not, I, I'm honestly not worried about racist people. Um, I'm way more worried about government officials um, than I am about a racist neighbor. I mean, I grew up with a racist neighbor my entire life. Um, and, you know, he has never done any harm to me. He has just been a nuisance and called the cops for every little goddamn thing. <laughs> you know, like the cops used to be at my house like every single day in the summer. Wow. But, um, you know, it's whatever. You know, like if you ever, like now, especially as an adult, like if he ever wanted to actually physically harm me, he'd be in for a rude awakening. You know, I'm like, I, when I, like even when I go camping, um, I go out into like, you know, middle of PA, Trump country, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I'm not worried about it. And it's crazy because those people all treat me with respect. But if, even if they didn't, like, best believe I'm packing a block. And if you want to do something like, yeah, we're going to go to war, yeah. you know, but like the, 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 you know, the people who are racist, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some assholes out there, but I, I, I my personal experience, I can't speak for everyone, um, but they, they must be few far in between because, there, there's not an everyday thing that somebody just comes up and you know starts spitting slurs at me, but again, if they if they did, like they better be ready to fight. Like I'm just not afraid of them. Like to me, they hold no power. Like I hold, if anything, they hold the same power as me. Like if they're, if they're packing heat and I'm packing heat, you know, then we're gonna go to war if you want to hurt me, you know. But otherwise, like they have no monopoly on force. Like what the hell can they do to me? I'm much more concerned with the people in power who, even if they are not racist just of the power that they wield and, you know, the, the you know, every, everything that results, at, at, you know, as a result of their legislation, you know, the laws that they put in place, then the, the cops who have to enforce those laws. Um, now you're up to the discretion of these individuals who wear a badge. You know, you might, you might get discriminated against, you might not. But if you do, now it's somebody with power, you know. So yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't care about the woke crowd and, and the things that they care about because they're not, they're, they don't fear the same things that I do. They fear their neighbors. I yeah. don't. It's weird you know how they mean? like the, the, like they're they're like an anti-private citizen. It's crazy. The, yeah. yeah, like the libertarians. Yeah, um and that's mm-hmm. really what it's interesting. That's really what the divide um is. It's that people mm-hmm. it's really over racism. It's very strange. You know the, yeah. the Dave Smith types, uh, you know, they're like yeah, we don't care about racism because we have bigger fish to fry. And the other guys are like, mm-hmm. you went on stream with a white nationalist that isn't even a white nationalist. And like, 
Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's weird, like, like against the common, like almost the common citizen. Um, yeah, yeah, I think there's really emotional. And and you said something a second ago that I've I've asked a couple of people this before. How do you, where do you stand on you know the concept of like obviously words aren't violence. They're mm-hmm. you know they're not the same thing. You met you mentioned it earlier. Right. Um, and right. we have the f- end of the spectrum where the the wokies they're like speech is violence, and then there's maybe the other end of the spectrum would be like unless you throw a punch or actually physically assault nothing that's what violence is but there's also fighting words i mean we saw these protests these palestine israel protests where they were saying they mm-hmm. uh they wanted to rape their daughters um now that mm-hmm. to me is that is like threats are like violent threats like i think i believe in fighting words mm-hmm. i think there are things you can say that would be that would be like you, you that's like you step into at that point um but right. like where do you do you think slurs are worthy of of someone punching like where do you stand on on the, on that whole thing you know if someone just gets like if they're if they're like mm-hmm. up in your face like this that's close enough to be like you know that's there's drama happening like how do you feel about just like where are you on that spectrum yeah, I think it, it's going to be on a case by case basis yeah. because um, you know somebody like hurling slurs at you, um, you 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 could you know step up and say like, hey, you got a problem? You know, like let's handle this right now. Um, is that the the um, the uh, um, NAP form of handling that situation? No, but you know at the same time, like we we are still human. Like you have to you have to expect people to react. Um, to certain things. So that word, violence are not words. But if somebody is up in my face and they're screaming in my face, they're going to get clocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've invaded my personal space and I perceive you as a threat. Um, so that's what that's what's going to mostly boil down for me. Like, it's not easy to get under my skin. But if I perceive you to be a threat to either myself or my family, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going. even if I'm the one throwing the first punch, like, it's going it's to be thrown. You know, uh, I'm not like one of these absolutist NAPs. Like NAP, I think is a good is a good standard, but um, I don't think that you know it fits in every single situation. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, got very situation. It's very like if they like a violet your bubble too. Like right, yeah, right. If, yeah. So if it's like a, it's very situational. Yeah, I think most most self defense situations are it, until until mm. it isn't. And then, right. it's, yeah, right. then it's, it's very, I think I even said that on my stream earlier today that, you know, that, that it's very complicated until it, until it isn't. Cause then once that right. line has been crossed and it's, it's like straight up combat, then it's right, your right. training or takes over if you have it, hopefully if you have it. And then there's all these variables. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's messy. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So the last, uh, last topic we're going to get into is just immigrate. Now, now I'm pretty anti-immigration. Um, and, but I, I, I don't want to just like spout my views and stuff like that. I, you know, your, your, your handles Latinos for Liberty. I thought it'd be pretty interesting mm-hmm. to talk about it through the realm of, through the lens of Liberty. Um, because, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, there's like we talked about earlier, there's kind of different camps of libertarianism and there's the right. open bo- borders versus closed borders types. I'm sure you'll, you'll say that, you know, you, you take like a pragmatic approach or like situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of your answers have been like that, but um, yeah. you know, before we get into that, what, you know, we talked a little bit about race too, which is good. Cause we, we got, we got into that a little bit. You know, what, what is a nation to you? That's my first question. A nation is, um, that's a good question. I would, I mean, I would just say a nation is a collective of people with um, defined jurisdiction. Mm. Okay. Know? Okay. So, so, so it, with define, so almost like, see, to me, I, the, I don't want to be like totally semantics or splitting hairs, but like, to me, that's like a country 
or now okay yeah. so here's here's a better better question does a nation pre precede to you pre, precede the government like you know for instance like let's take a non-america or like you're um el salvadorian by heritage do, do, do you think mm-hmm. that or even japan like do you think that like the japanese people were a people before the japanese government because a lot of people especially lefties they have trouble distancing because America, you know, quote unquote, is a propositional country, I don't necessarily feel that mm-hmm. way. I think American is an identity. Um, but they are, you know, if you're a citizen, you're an American. Qu- quotes mm-hmm. around all this stuff. We can argue about definitions or whatever. But, like, you know, I ca- it's hard to make sense of it because there's very few countries yeah. in history that are, like, on paper, propositional, not really connected to race on paper. You know, and, and certainly now, right. t- 200 years later, I mean, the founding fathers – like they wanted it I, th- I have it pulled up like uh free white men of good character to be mm-hmm. the immigrants that were allowed in how do you right. just see this whole thing this whole like mess of do you think that there can be a propositional nation i just i'm i don't know what i'm even asking just like what are your thoughts on the whole <laughs> thing I'm, I'm talking about here i mean <clears throat> i do draw a separation between um the nation and the government or better said society and governments um, a, a big distinction um, because to become a, to be an American citizen, um, you know, it's one thing. And if you say you're an American, like I assume that you're an American citizen, you know, like I don't assume that you cross the border illegally and, you know, you're in this country and now you're calling yourself an American. Like I, like I, I assume like if you tell me that you're an American is that you're paying taxes and that you're, you're, you know, you have citizenship, but uh, the way that I view this country um, to be a country of liberty is that I believe that within our jurisdiction, um, there are certain things that should not depend upon your citizenship, like your ability to defend yourself and your family. You know, I mean, I don't even think that for, for you know, ex-cons. And I certainly don't think that for peaceful people who have not committed a violent crime, you know. So uh, the ability to protect yourself, the ability to move freely, and um, and comply with the nation's um, you know laws, and, and I know the, the first thing that people say is that you know oh they didn't comply when they came across that border you know um, but <laughs> it's because I don't agree with the enforcement or yeah I, I would say I don't agree with the enforcement that we that we currently have um, I'm not against um, I'm not against inspection I'm against restriction you know. Um, so like when we, when we had like, you know, back in the day, the Ellis Island days, um, I, I don't, that's type of, uh, type of system that I would very much be in favor of where you are inspecting everybody who comes through, but you're not restricting their movement. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't even know, like, like you said, you don't know, you didn't know what you were asking. I'm kind of struggling to know what yeah. I'm answering. No, I, I, <laughs> but, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. starting point. So I, I, yeah. I just want to, I, I've never heard someone say, I believe in, in inspection, um, you know, not restriction, but do you think that um, it's really interesting because it really comes down to like the nature of rights in the first place? Like, can mm-hmm. a country have rights? And I mm-hmm. personally believe that, like, they could. There, there should be little to no things such as public property. You know, mm-hmm. even though right, I'm not right. really a libertarian, if everything was just private property. That's good. Uh, it, it, it would very libertarian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'll never get it. Get I'll never be a complete unlibertarian. I just think that like I'm just very hard line on the things I want to clean up, and I think the state right, has right. to do it. And that's that's mm-hmm. where. And so, but also, I think that a a nation 
like if if we're gonna do this thing called a country or gonna do this thing called a nation, there has to be like dare I say the right to handle the internal stuff whatever way we want. And that mm-hmm. and that applies for all nations, all countries. So mm-hmm. I would think I would I would view Israel, Russia, El Salvador, uh, America, Japan, all the exact same way. So in a weird mm-hmm. way, um, I I have almost you know globalist views in that way, where I think that all all nations should basically be viewed the same way, and that is as a sovereign nation. So mm-hmm. having said that, I think it's totally fine to have restriction because. If you if not, you're not really nationing. You're you're the 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 people can have the power over the nation that can just come in and you know in many countries they won't be having well, that shit. That depends. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I would say that that depends um, because when people um, when like when I'm talking about people coming into the country, I'm not talking about citizenship. And this is where this is where I kind of kind of go into like a status you know, direction, because this is where I'm like, if we have uh, voter ID laws, um, that type of threat doesn't really exist. Like if we can uh, have like, say, Ellis Islands along the southern border where people can be inspected, we can make sure that family members are traveling together and that, you know, they're not human traffickers, that they don't have any diseases that are going to spread to other people. Um, I believe that at that point, you should be able to assign them a... um, tax ID number so that they can formally pay taxes upon employment. Because look, what we have right now, what we have right now is controlled borders and we have on the low estimate, they, they're estimating 11 million undocumented um, immigrants. These are people who we don't know who they are, but yep. why would we put ourselves in that situation when we can inspect them at the border and we can assign, assign a tax ID number so that they are paying taxes and that we do know who they are. Um, so that's kind of the approach that I take. I don't. I, I I do understand what you're saying that you know we should um, you know to be nationing you have to have that sovereignty and I believe that we have that sovereignty. I, I was having a conversation. I don't remember exactly who it was, um, but they wanted to get my stance like you know down to a T. And they're like, so let me get this straight. You believe in penetrable borders, and I said to an extent yes, but secured penetrable borders. Hmm. You know, so that's so, something uh, that you don't really hear too often. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you're, you think that the sovereignty, like, okay, but if there should, there's kind of like should and could, that's what mm-hmm. the way I kind of think about this whole thing. And I, mm-hmm. and I think, okay, if we're in a situation, if a, if a country's in this, and honestly, I find it to be very helpful to like talk about a hypothetical country um, mm-hmm. Because it's like the situation we're like the situation we're in as America right now is ridiculous as far mm-hmm. as immigration. I mean, and and it's not like it was, you know, it's it's not like the American government is the victim. <laughs> you know, the mm-hmm. policies and the, the mismanagement, the bloat. I mean, it's a ridiculous situation. Yet, you're, yet we're in it. So, if if a country is sovereign, if they can do what it wants, it can do the thing where your suggestion, um, you know. Uh, penetrable, but but secured, right? It could mm-hmm. also do fully secured. I mean, a, a country, if it wanted to, could line the entire border with uh, armed men and shoot anyone on sight. You know, that's an mm-hmm. option. Letting anyone in like is an North option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any country. Mm-hmm. So so, um, w- would you agree that that's like a nation's? I hate to say right, <laughs> I but I think it's the right word. I, you know, do, do you think that's a uh, nation's right to handle its business the way it see it sees fit? 
Um, speaking about our nation, I don't believe it's the nation's right. Mm. Um, not, I don't believe that we were founded upon the, those principles. Because, you know, we, if we look at what other nations are doing, I mean, we can make the argument for, for anything. You know, um, that's, I mean, that's exactly what gun grabbers do. They say in every developed nation, they have sensible gun laws, blah, blah, whatever, you know. And uh, so to me, this is not every nation. You know, this is the land of the free. Um, so and people always say that, like, oh, but if I go to Mexico and I don't have my um, my papers, they're going to deport me back to the United States. But I'm like, that's Mexico. Like, you really to me. All right. I'm not coming. I'm, this is not, you know, directed at you. Um, uh, I'm just like, why do we want to emulate the countries that are inherently status and, and even commie, you know, to, to, to add salt to injury. Like these are things like, you know, our, our crisis at the border is always going to be a crisis and it's never going to stop. No matter what we do, it's never going to stop because that, those are the pitfalls of central planning. The, the immigration controls that we have on the border are, are essentially socialist immigration controls because it is based off of central planning. It's based upon, you know, letting certain countries um, send their citizens over, depending on the um, on the labor market and how it's like ever shifting. Um, so whenever we try to control something of that magnitude, whenever there is central planning, there are always going to be pitfalls um, that result, you know, in, in the things that I am inherently against, like the police state, you know, the denying people of rights, freedom of movement. But not only that, like the people who are here in this country, um, I heard on um, Jacob Hornberger, uh, he was speaking of his um, life growing up in Laredo, Texas. And he's like, on United States highways, there were immigration checkpoints where they could just search your entire vehicle without a warrant, you know? And see, to me, I don't support yeah. those type of police cases. I kind of liken it to like, you know, vaccine passports. Like that is truly restricting the movement of people who don't comply with the federal government's laws, mm. if that ever became a thing. And, um, and I believe that that's going to actually show exactly how detrimental it is to encourage or to support restricting peaceful people's movements um, because of all the pitfalls that are going to come with it. If we start having, like, you know, uh, uh, separated, um, uh, like, uh, locations where vaccinated people can go here and unvax here because over here they're going to be checking to see if you have your vaccination card, whatever, like, that, that truly is a, restrictive, uh, a restriction on movement. And um, so back, going back to the immigration debate, it has created an entire police state on, on the southern border that um, results in peaceful people being detained for the simple crime of um, crossing you know, a political border. So I, I, I believe how Jacob Hornger, Hornberger uh, believes. He says that um, the, the person who's coming here to better their family's life, they're following God's laws, you know, universal laws. The ones that are stopping him and putting him in a cage for doing it are the ones that are not. Um, so that's the way that I believe. Um, I believe that our rights are um, they they came they came into existence before government ever became into existence, yep. and in particular the USA government. I don't believe that my right to bear arms comes from the government or my right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and um, and so I don't accept the government's term to. Uh, and, you know, I'll call them illegals. Like, you know, I'm not hell bent. I'm not bent over words at all. Like, I don't care what people call them. Mm. But those are, you know, those are from the government. They're saying that, um, you know, these people are illegal. And I don't even believe drugs should be illegal, man. I, well, to me, if I had to legalize people or drugs, people comes first. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, but for a lot of libertarians, I know the drugs come first. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I believe in, in universal uh, uh, basic rights that don't come from government. And I believe that freedom of movement is part of that. I don't believe okay. that it is. Um, uh, uh, I don't believe that it is. Um, uh, I don't even know the words that I'm looking for, but detaining somebody for crossing the border. And that is the only crime they committed. Uh, I, I believe that is inherently immoral. So, so, so here's a question. I, I, I hear you. Um, I don't exactly agree with all of it, but that, that doesn't matter. It's an interview, not a debate or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, if they're right. universal and they preclude government, wouldn't you feel that way about all countries, not just the ho- home of the free? You know, like it's, cause I, I it sounds love, like, I would love that to be the oh, case. Okay. So, so I, I understand what you're saying. Case. But in our country, in our jurisdiction, this is where our, our rights, you know, according to what we're founded upon, the documents that we're founded upon, uh, I believe that even like, you know, the founding fathers believe that our rights, you know, come before government even existed. Uh, so for our jurisdiction, you know, that is what I believe. I wish the whole world was like that. But, you know, I'm also a non-interventionist. I'm not going to go and spread libertarianism like these people are spreading democracy everywhere. You yeah. know, so um Within our jurisdiction is where I where I wholeheartedly believe that it should separate itself from the, the rest of the nations. Right. So you so just to, so I got it straight. You you think you know that crossing the border, you know, <clears throat> illegal immigration, it being like a nonviolent crime, you know, you know, in and of itself. I mean, a lot of the people that that do, I don't even know what a lot means, but a certain percentage of the people that do cross end up or are violent criminals, you know, and and they. Um, but, but crossing it in and of itself, not a violent crime, a lot of them are families and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think, I mean, one thing I, I like talking about this stuff. And one thing I definitely think though, is if you commit a violent crime in America, I mean, first of all, when, when they do often, not only do they get, not get sent back, they get put out back into the public because they're an immigrant, dude. Um, and, and, and mm, there's, yeah. and you're from, yeah, you, you lived in Maryland. Yeah. I don't know if you know Montgomery County, but there is that's like, where I lived. yeah, it hundreds sucks. of like child rapists be sent, sent mm. out in the community because they were immigrants. Um, and so that's I, I think that th- these people should have to go back. Like essentially, like I'm more of a hardliner than that on that, than I am the death penalty where it's just like that day, mm. like, uh, like put those dudes in a slingshot, <laughs> you know, like, just like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, so do you think like, I, in other words, who should have to go back? Cause, cause you know, how, like, cause it, it, we're talking about a multi-prong fix, you know, like I, I, in a yeah. perfect world, I think there should be, I guess, some immigration, you know, but we're so far mm-hmm. from a perfect world, which means like some people have to go back, yo. Um, yeah. and so we should start with the, the, the people that are like, violent like violent serial uh criminals you know so who do you think should right. have to go no, back i agree yeah i agree 100 percent um I, I put forth uh like an immigration proposal like last summer i don't know if you've ever seen it mm. um but uh that that is one of the things that i included like we there should be a zero tolerance time period um where you're here if you commit one heinous infraction like you kill somebody or you rape somebody or you know whatever you do something that's very, very, you know, egregious. You should be sent back on that first on that first one. I am not in favor of um, special treatment like that, like in Montgomery County, where they're releasing people just because they're immigrants. I believe that if these people come here, they should be following the laws of the land. You know, of course, 
they broke that law of crossing the border. But as I mentioned, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not in favor of those laws. Um, I don't, I don't believe that those um, laws are um, are valid. But when they come here and they commit a heinous crime, they should absolutely be returned back to their country or you know, whatever. But like, have them serve their entire sentence and then send them back. Or, you know, some type of agreement with that country where they get directly sent to their prison. You know, returning them is not the biggest punishment in the world. Simply returning them. Right. You know, if they yeah. did something wrong, it's they do need to yeah. pay. Yeah, yeah they, they absolutely need to pay. It's tough. To, it's tough to come to a, like a conclusion on what, you know, like it's yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's really weird because if they stay here, then the taxpayers are paying for it. And yeah, if they just yeah. get sent back, they might come back. And also there's no guarantee that the the, the nation they're going back to is going to do shit about it. You know, exactly. yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's interesting. It's good to get your take. I would like uh, you should DM me your uh, you put it out as a tweet like this proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I should, can send it to you. Yeah, DM me that, man. Yeah. I'd be really interested to read that. I'll go through it on, on another stream or something like that. Um, a couple yeah. just quick questions before we sure. before we get out of here. Um, number one. OK, so have you gone? Have you been to El Salvador? Oh yeah, um, okay. I've been going every year since 2015, mm. and uh, I just couldn't go last year because of COVID. But yeah. be, I'll be going next month. What What's it like? And people, dude, people, especially like, like you know, mainstream conservatives, they they act like the shit's hell on earth. Like, and it's like all socialism, <laughs> yeah. you know, like all oh, the gangs, yeah. you know, like. And I'm sure there is some of that, but like, where where do you go there, and what like what's it like? Um, it's actually a, a very beautiful country and like, it's crazy because the people are so nice, mm. you know, like, just like I said, like when I go to Trump country and everybody's so nice to me, you know, something I didn't expect yeah. just based off of the media, that's the same situation with El Salvador. Like you would not expect it to be as friendly as it is, but it's extremely friendly. There are very bad people out there, undoubtedly. And I, and I've seen them, but, um, but going out there, honestly, man, it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's very refreshing. And you experience some freedoms out there that you don't have out here. Like what? And yeah, like what? I love the fact that I can just be driving my car. And this is going to sound stupid because nobody needs to do this. But um, I love the fact that I can just drive a car out there and bust some shots into the air. Or I can just like set up posts anywhere. And that's my shooting range. You know, like, wow. it, it, you, there, there's very little regulation on where or how you use your gun. You know, so it's like it's pretty cool. And I, and I put out a tweet not too long ago um, that it's crazy that I have family who live in Jersey and they cannot legally carry their weapon. But when they go to El Salvador, they can. And I'm like, that is a, that is crazy that in the land of the free, that they cannot protect themselves out in the streets. But in a place like El Salvador, they can. Granted, you need to in El Salvador, you know, because there are especially if you're an American, like they can sniff it right out. You know, like they know, like when I'm there, they just look at me and. I'm different from everybody over there, you know? So like automatically you need to be on guard because you don't know who, who is, who's around you. But, um, but I've had no problems. I did have a run in with a gang member. Uh, I was, I was right outside of my grand, my grandma's house and uh, I was chilling uh, on a chair with some earbuds in, listening to music, having the time of my life. I, I was in an oasis, but it was such a beautiful place. And then some guy came up to me and uh, cause I was on the corner and he's like, what's your name? <laughs> and I was like, um, David. And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm at my grandma's house. He's like, who's your grandma? I'm like, this is her house right here. And um, they didn't believe me. So he had a water bottle. He said, go get me some water. <laughs> I was like, wow. 
Yeah, so you know, like me, I was, you know, like the I was completely unarmed. So I was like, all right, man, here. got him some water. Bam! It was so odd when I gave him the water. He didn't make any con- eye contact with me. He took the water bottle, took a sip, and just rode off on his bike. And I was just like, I'm gonna go inside. And wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like that—that's what they do, man. And if you, you know, it, it, uh, there's a whole bunch of people like street vendors who sell food and stuff. And um, if you operate any type of business, there is gonna be a little kid who comes to collect rent. Wow. If you disrespect that little kid, or you don't pay that little kid, there's gonna be bad things coming your way. It's crazy. Holy crap. They, the, that's the the biggest problem in El Salvador. All of the gangs. Um, but it's a shame because they oppress their own people and their own people are extremely friendly, extremely warm, very welcoming. And it's a beautiful country. So they are undoubtedly a cancerous society, but it is nothing like what you would expect. Like if you go there, you'll be fine. Like when I went down there the first time in 2015, there was a whole bunch of Australians there that they were doing like a whole Central American tour. And they were in places where I was very surprised to see them like, these, these Australians did not give a fuck. They were not scared whatsoever, and nobody messed with them. And if they did, they'd probably beat the crap out of anybody anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you if you are traveling in groups especially and, um, you know, you're not messing with anybody, chances are you're going to be just as fine as you would be here in the United States. Mm. Yeah, that, interesting, man. So, yeah, la- last yeah. question before we get out of here, and then this might, I mean, I, I, you've been really generous with your time. I hope it doesn't take, like, a... 25, 30 minutes to talk about this, but like, there is this oh, thing, no, no like, okay, people groups, I mean, if you just take three different people groups, um, Hispanics, uh, uh, black, white, overwhelmingly mm. vote, and this is a talking point the right wing loves to use, I mean, I kind of agree with it because mm-hmm. it, it's, they track it and stuff, is like voting blocks. I mean, black, black people mm-hmm. voted like 90% for Barack Obama, yeah. you know, and, and mm-hmm. so like, uh, I think... If you exclude Cubans, um, Latinos voted vote overwhelmingly. They vote their own freedom away. They they vote for what mm-hmm. the right wing Fox News ca- calls you know South American socialism or whatever. Um, right. And so, from I have no reason to think that that's not true. Um, why mm-hmm. do you think that that happens? Like, what is the culture that is like more socialist, for lack of a better word, out of South America? And is I don't is El Salvador like socialist or whatever, but like what 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 how what's your take on this whole thing? Like why why that happens, and do you think that it's all, right. also do you think it's overblown? Um, no, th- there's definitely a lot of pressure within the Latin American community here in the United States to vote Democrat. Like if you don't vote Democrat, you're going to face a lot of resistance with your friends, with your family. Wow. And that's how it is here. Like I'm, I'm right now I'm at my parents' house. My dad is. You know, my dad came here, um, you know, crossing the border illegally, but uh, he ended up getting everything, you know, straightened out, got a citizenship like in 2003. And but because of my dad's upbringing is very conservative, he he's like like this with the Republican Party, you know. But in order to to vote Republican in the Latin American community, um, you have to withstand all of the shitty, shitty comments from people who do vote Republican because they have a big misconception about Hispanics in many areas. Um, but, like, you know, it's it, there's a lot of stereotypes out there that it, it's even pushed me away. And, like, I'm not – I was born here, you know, so I can only imagine somebody who wasn't. And then, number two, your own family are going to view you like traitors, you know, because they're like, why are you voting for the people that hate us? So um, I think that there, there 
are so many better stances that Republicans could take that would um, it would give them a whole bunch more votes from the Latin American community. And number one is just welcoming them and accepting their conservative values because these people are coming from Catholic countries. And when I say they're religious, they are very, very religious. Like I remember um, my cousin's wife who he, 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 he's like an American citizen, but he went out to El Salvador, lived out there for a year, found a girl, married her and, uh, and brought her back here. Um, we went to a club <laughs> out in Texas. We went to a club and she had to leave. She couldn't believe, like she, to, to her, she was seeing Saddam and Gomorrah. You know, like to her, like she's like, this is crazy. This is not where I belong. This is like out of my character because they're very, very conservative. So they couldn't, she couldn't believe her eyes. She's like, what? This, this is your religious family who goes here? You know, like she, she couldn't believe it. So uh, I believe Republicans, um, they drop the ball when it comes to messaging. Um, because, man, the people who come here, whether they're illegal or illegal, they come here with conservative values and they come here to work. And um, the illegal immigrants that are in this country, they are like the true definition of pick yourself up from the bootstraps. Like these people, if they have to live four people in a one bedroom apartment, they'll do that and they'll pay all their bills and they'll work and, you know, they'll make their money. Um, so the Republican Party, I believe. Uh, they they are handing on a silver platter to the Democrats this entire voting block when they could just kind of ease up on um, on certain things you know um, maybe propose things that aren't so inherently anti-immigrant um, uh, you know talk talk about it in a more sensitive manner that would actually make sense to you know Hispanics listening to it um, you know just messaging it to me is everything because this is an entire group that actually. They, they, they have a lot of the Republican values, but it's like they assimilate to the Democrats because they have no other choice because the Democrats are the only ones that are actually like, attempt, they're just looking like they want to help. Because, you know, Democrats have been, you know, involved in every immigration bill that's ever existed as well. Like the, Barack Obama has deported, you know, how many people, the most, that, more than any other president. So, I mean... Their, their messaging is good, though. <laughs> yeah. As stupid as that is, yeah. it works, you know. So Republicans, they could, in my opinion, they could be much better, have more open, like, welcoming arms to, um, you know, these conservatives who are coming over and, and propose things to them that are going to stand out, like religious liberty, low taxes, because trust me, they love low taxes <laughs> as much as they vote against their own interests. They love low taxes. They're the biggest tax evaders I know. And, um, uh, you know, just pro-business. Because yeah. so many of them are businessmen, either construction, lawn care, whatever, you know, things of that nature. Like, we, there, there is a much better, like, message that can go out that uh, I believe that it's, they're just dropping the ball, honestly. Mm-hmm. To do that with our southern neighbors, it doesn't seem strategic. Yeah. Because there's an endless supply of people that could potentially come, why shoot yourself in the foot mm. that hard when so many Republicans already, um, I mean, so many Latinos already are like in line with Republican values. They're anti-abortion. They're anti, like, they're even like anti-homosexual. You know, they're, they're, they're not very libertarian oriented. They're very conservative, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it's I think I think they're they're dropping the ball. So you think it's you think it's a messaging thing. So, you know, so a question yeah. about that. One thing that I kind of wonder about that is it's almost like a chicken and an egg thing. You know, like, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, you seem like pretty young guy. And like but and so we were, you know, if I was born in 88. Right. And, you know, 89, 89. Yeah. So like before that, we weren't alive. But it's like, you know, at a certain point, they're 
wasn't social pressure from this generation because this generation wasn't alive. Right. And then in that right. generation was there social pressure. And, you know, I don't know what the I got to look it up, what the messaging was back in the 80s and 70s yeah. and stuff like that. But like when do you back I, then everybody was anti-immigrant? <laughs> yeah. So like what do you, do you think there's like a, a uh, I don't know. The word that comes to mind uh, off the bat is like biological or genetic or deep culture going back three, four hundred years, like which would be almost indistinguishable from genetic at this point. Like, do you think that there that anyone is like inherently anti-liberty from like a deep culture or genetic standpoint? I mean, I don't I I debate in my head about what genetics even are all, all the time, mm-hmm. like all, all the time. I mean, like there has to be yeah. such a thing as genetics. Cause like my skin looks the way it does. And like black people's skin looks, you know, there's something right. to do with it. Like my, I have blue eyes and people, in my family have blue eyes, but like, where do you think it's almost like a chicken and the egg thing? Like, where do you, do you yeah. think that, that they would have voted blue from day one? And because of that, people give them shit or people gave them shit and that's what made them vote blue. Do you like you get what I mean about the chicken and the egg thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question, man. Um, I've, I've honestly never thought about it in that manner. Uh, but I, I would say, like back in the day, it might have still been a messaging thing. But I mean, Democrats and Republicans both, like in, in their legislation that they wrote, are are, are anti-immigrant. Um, so. Man, uh, yeah, the way that they vote today is, is undoubtedly from social pressure, I would say. Um, but, you know, it, 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 that's, a, that's a tough question, man. Yeah. That's a tough question. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really – I mean, you don't have to know that. I don't even know if I know the answer tonight because it's it – yeah. because if you look at, like, in this last voting map, it, I don't know if you've seen these graphs. They, it's, like, <laughs> um, it's like by um, gender and by, by race. And, like, if you just take white males – the whole map is red. It's ridiculous, yeah. yo. And then when you go blue females, it's comp- like Democratic yeah. white. Uh, yeah, it's completely blue. So, you know, it's messy. But when you look at these like mass graphs and stuff that are like almost undeniable, like it's almost like right. and if you and if you accept that there is like a genetic component to like anything, like no one would argue. I guess I mean, no sane person would argue like men are clearly stronger than women now. Right. We talked about the people that don't think that earlier in the interview that they're just like crazy people that don't have like meaning on words and they want like, you know, you know, Brock Lesnar to knock the shit out of a UFC female <laughs> or something like that. But if you right. accept that there is such a thing as genetics or like mass social trends and things like that, it's like, where is the debate? Like, where? What's the actual truth? That's what I'm all about on the show. It's right, just like, right. what is the actual truth of why, you know. Even though I think the Democratic Party like essentially hates black people, I mean, mm-hmm. but their messaging is like on point, and it ends yeah. up in, uh, or you know, it ends up in like eighty-five percent of black people voting Democrat, and that's crazy. Yeah. But it's like it makes me wonder, like, what is genetics? Is there a genetic com- component? How much of the pie chart is the t- determiner? Because I, I'm not this one hundred percent like. It, genetics can't be a hundred percent of a factor in like anything and it can't right. be zero percent. So right, right. it just makes me think of like why, but then you have like Cubans who actually do vote uh, like pretty red, you know? Right. So, right. so they, I mean, as far as genetics go, um, I haven't seen any evidence that, um, you know, genetics play a factor in that as, as far as, you know, between the races, between the genders that might, they're, they're, 
to, you know, just based on what I've seen, because I haven't done any research on any of this, yeah. but it does seem like, you know, the man who is the stronger one, who is, you know, um, uh, who is the leader of the household, because, you know, that's, I guess, part of my social conservatism. The man is the leader of the household. Yes. Um, we have a different outlook in life. You know, uh, women are more communal. You know, they're more about the community and the family. And, um, and maybe they vote, you know, in a different way because of that. But the man has like a different energy. Like we have uh, um, like something in us that is to build and to construct and, and to, you know, to lead. Um, maybe, maybe there's a difference there that, uh, you know, needs to be explored further. I know there's a lot of people out there that say women shouldn't vote. <laughs> but, um, you know, hey, man. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a, one of them. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like very. I mean, I. I mean, I'm. I'm a professional musician and stuff. I'll never lose the like, you know, kind of hippie artist thing a little bit of me. But I'm pretty. I'm about as not. I mean, the people in my live chat are uh, a lot of them are more conservative than me. But yeah, dude, I don't yeah. think women should speak in politics, man. They shouldn't even be able to. Like, yeah. that, I mean, if they get a vote, it should be two votes for their man if they're married. And if they're not married, they should get on that or shut up. That's essentially yeah. what I think. Like, or or if they, may, maybe if they own land or something like that, but just like your random ass woman, like, yeah. no, dude. And like, no, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't even think they should be on Twitter, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I, like, if you ask my actual fan, I'm just like, they shouldn't even be like speaking, dude. Like it's politic yeah. power is a, like it's, it also comes from kind of the biological thing. Politics is power. Men are more powerful. Politics is a right. male sport. Like, right, and, right. and it's like there's no – the more emotions in politics, the more it just gets so messed up. It gets – because right. then you got simps, dude. Because then you yeah. got like – when you have more girls, you get more simps. And they like white yeah. knight for them and mess everything up. So it's really right. – at the end of the day, it's almost like the Garden of Eden. Like it's like whose fault was that? Mm. Eve or Adam? I think it was right, at the right. end of the day, it was Adams at the end of the day. So that in a weird way, I'm saying it is it's it's still the man's fault because like the simping and the white knighting, it's it's the man's fault, like to, for right, letting right. this shit happen. But at the end right. of the day, I don't think the 19th Amendment is good at all. I think yeah. it's just reveal that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, I won't get on board with that, but, yeah. you know, the differences have been noted. Yeah, <laughs> great, man. Awesome. That was a great interview. Um, I'd love to have you back on. Um, tell uh, tell the people. How, I mean, I'm going to link your Twitter and stuff like that. So, um, but you got you got anything to, to promote? You want to write a book? You want to, like, you got a podcast? Like, a, you got to you know, no, do something, I got right? <laughs> Just I have, I have, unfortunately, I have nothing to give uh, my followers at this moment <laughs> outside of my tweets. So That's cool. You, know, you, you got good tweets, the, man. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so more, you, more of you coming down the pipeline just at this moment. All right, good stuff. Yeah, so so for this is gonna be a podcast in a couple days. Um, so yeah, so when the podcast comes out, uh, follow David at Latinos for the number four for Lib L I B Latinos for Lib over there on Twitter. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. It was great talking to you, and you're welcome back on the show anytime. Right? Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Cool, brother. All right, have a great night. You too. All right, peace Bye. out. All right.